Hello and welcome to episode two of the Time to Connect podcast. As a trigger warning, there is mention of suicide within this podcast. This episode is all around why you should become a champion, so we hope you enjoy listening. Good morning. Um, I am joined by Stephen and Anne, who are two of our champions for the Time to Connect, and they've come on this morning to discuss what being a champion means to them, why they became one, and the ins and outs, really, about um, champions and what Time to Connect is all about. So... I will ask Stephen to introduce himself, please. Oh, hello, everyone. Um, nice to be here. I'm Stephen. I'm based in Somerset. I'm a filmmaker. I've lived here most of my life. And Anne, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, Brooke. Um, yeah, my name's Anne. I'm based in Somerset and Glastonbury, and I've been here about nine years, and I am uh, describe myself as a creative change maker. I'm a creativity and well-being coordinator on a social prescribing project but I'm also a stress and resilience coach and an EFT practitioner and artist and performer. Why did you want to become a champion? Shall I go first? Yeah please yeah. do Stephen. I'll take take the dive. Yeah I guess well about four or five years ago I was experiencing very kind of high levels of anxiety that were becoming panic attacks which is something I hadn't experienced before. I'd seen glimmers of it but nothing like what I was feeling. And then I was scared, too scared to be on my own. And I couldn't face any work whatsoever because I run film projects that are quite demanding, leading other groups of people to do things. And I basically kind of crumpled. I went under and had to take about a year off work. And I missed out on some really interesting work projects that I felt sad about. And I think I came out of that period feeling quite kind of not angry, but kind of frustrated that because of this anxiety, I'd not been able to take part in things. And then I had this kind of image that actually maybe I could use my experience of this having to take a year off and this 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 mental breakdown, as it were, kind of to a positive end. So um, I didn't quite know how to place this. And then someone told me about what was then called the Time to Change Project, which is now obviously called the Time to Connect Project. And I heard about that and I heard about this idea of being a champion. And um, that really interested me because basically as a champion, you are um, you're a volunteer, you're someone who has lived experience of mental health difficulties. And with that kind of funny name, you have the opportunity to kind of easily talk about mental health. It sort of takes the pressure off the situation. You say, I have mental health issues and I'm a champion for the Time to Connect project. It can start a conversation going really easily. So that's why I kind of was drawn to it. And that's how I sort of became involved as sort of a, as a champion, yeah. Amazing, thank you for sharing that, Stephen. And um, to the next? Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, um, so I moved to Somerset nine years ago. And when, before I moved, I'd been, involved in um, speaking out about um, stigma around mental health issues for quite a number of years in my work in Scotland. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is a little bit croaky today. Um, I'm a lived experience. I've suffered from um, mental health challenges most of my adult life since um, leaving home at 17. And I um, had varying levels of support. And in my health and safety role I was doing at the time, I set up a team of peer support mentors and started speaking out about support for people with mental health challenges. So I did a lot of work in Scotland with the See Me campaign and what was the Shift campaign, which um, people have been around mental health 
um, area will 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 might maybe remember. And I did a lot of work talking about mental health, particularly in the workplace. So when I relocated to Somerset, and I still needed support for my own mental health, I um, found out about Times Change and um, found out my local hub, which I was really grateful you had a hub, and um, and thought I'd connect with people because partly because I wanted to carry on the work, but also because I really wanted to connect with people who would understand my mental health challenges and also to help me to help others really well thank you Anne I think that's the most important thing it's the whole it's connecting with each other isn't it so that then you feel like once you connect with others you're able to talk about things more openly and more widely really isn't it yeah definitely and 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 one of the missions I have with my um, coaching practice and, and, and all the blogs and and the, the the podcasts that I do is about smashing the stigma about talking about our mental health and the, you know I try and start as many conversations as I can in whatever field I'm in really definitely um and you just touched on your own podcast I don't know whether you want to um say where people can find your podcast in case they want to listen Oh, um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's called the Creating Resilience podcast. Um, and um, so Creating Resilience with Anne Diamond. And it's all about um, using creativity as a resilience tool. And all, all the people I get on there are talking about how particularly arts and creativity in general have helped them to cope with various life challenges and to support their own well-being. Amazing. Thank you. Um, so leading on from that, kind of... What does being a champion mean to you? I, I mean, I know you've touched on it in answering that previous question, but what does it what does it bring to your life? What what do you find from it? So I don't know who wants to go first in that one. Uh, it's a really good question. Um, I, I found it a really useful kind of label. I don't really like labels. I found it really useful as a, a conversation starter. I have actually, um, it's actually been really helpful in times of stress. I've had work meetings with clients and one client asked me, how are you today? And I said, well, actually, um, I'm experiencing a very high level of anxiety and I'm a champion for the Time to Connect project. And it's my job to kind of remove the stigma about mental health and bring it into conversation. So I could see her face look a bit anxious when I started to reveal something quite personal. And then immediately she kind of relaxed as I then brought it into the realm of the fact that I am a champion and I kind of have a job to do. And it opened up a whole conversation. She said, oh, that's really interesting. I think that our organization should sign up for this as well. So it's that kind of, that name, that label, I found really, really um, liberating actually. And and um, yeah, and I find myself in an interesting possession, a position because I, I run projects for lots of um, neurodiverse people. I run projects, film projects for people with dementia. So I think what I've realized is I'm in a kind of perfect position as someone who kind of runs projects for other, uh, for instance, inverted commas, vulnerable people. And yet I can be vulnerable at myself. So I think I have kind of fluid capacity is my, my expression. One minute I can be producing something and the next minute I'm not able to and I need to retreat. That's amazing to hear, Stephen, and that, that's really where I'm coming from as well with this, Brooke, because, as I said, um, in Scotland, my purpose was to smash a stigma about mental health because I was still embarrassed to talk about my mental health challenges because of the, the position I was in at my, in my work because I was a health and safety manager, and I, I still felt it would stigmatise me if I admitted to having mental health challenges and people would feel I was less fit to do my role. So, you know, I've made it my mission to shout about that and and being a time to change champion, what it means to me, well, you know, it helped me connect, as I said, when I relocated to Somerset. 
and um, we got really useful training as a champion as well to to learn to, to talk about our stories and to have these conversations in a in a safe and supportive way so we're not you know we're not um traumatizing ourselves or or you know um oversharing or or you know knowing how to share our story but also it i guess it validated the fact that we were being backed up to have these conversations and the word champion you know it sounds like we're celebrating something but I, I I'd sort of see it more as an ambassador so we're like a lived experience ambassador because we're saying yes you can have experienced mental health challenges in your life either in the past or still ongoing but you are still able to function as an as a as a, as a you know valuable member of society and also um there is there is life there is life beyond that diagnosis or that condition as well so it's having these conversations to to help people remove the fear and i'd just like to say that i was at an event an international women's day event um this week speaking to a group of women in bridgewater and i was having these conversations and this person i'd never met before and they actually openly told me about their challenges with mental health and i i you know because i'd said i i'm a i'm a champion with time to change project they felt safe to have that conversation with me and that's really valuable i think that's amazing and i think that is i think that's what is the beauty of becoming a champion and being a champion um because people can see that you have decided to take on that role you've decided to do that work and so people then want to they feel okay to talk to you and they feel okay to open up to you and I think both of you have just shared two amazing experiences of when that's happened and I know um that there was another champion that had a really powerful conversation at an event on Saturday and I I just think I think where you come in from it with that lived experience the conversations are just so rich and they just allow for you to feel that you can talk about things openly and and it is okay and it's and it's good to do so I think it's amazing what you what you both do so thank you no thank you Can I, I'd just like to share another story actually if that's okay quickly um yeah, I said I'm a, I'm a performer and we play music at various um, venues across the country and obviously during lockdown a lot of uh, performers in various uh, art forms suffered the mental health suffered because they weren't getting that valuable outlet for their for their creativity but equally the audiences didn't have that experience. And um, what we like to do once we finish performing is go out and watch the rest of the acts that are on, you know, if we're on a sort of a, a event where there are, there are other acts on as well. And we've got to know quite a lot of the people who follow us and come, come and watch us at various events. And um, last month, just after the Time to Talk Day, um, we were playing at an event up in the Midlands. And one of the people who came to watch us was sitting talking to me and my husband, who, who also performs with me, and he opened up about his mental health um, challenges and he said that he was ex-services ex, ex and he going to going, just going out to gigs was his mental health support. And he was openly sharing with us, you know, the fact that the, the fact that he connect with us as musicians, not just watching us, but talking to us afterwards was so beneficial to his mental health. And um, I find that really moving because I you know we were being paid to do something we love to do actually just he just talking to that person was benefiting their mental health and I just thought that was wonderful that is wonderful to hear 
So thank you, Anne, for sharing that. And thank you both of you for sharing your case studies. I think it, I think that then um, allows people to understand the importance of it and, and how wide you can impact on people. So thank you for sharing those. Um, my next kind of question around it is kind of what do you what do you enjoy about it? What do you enjoy about becoming a champion or being a champion? Well, I love so many things about being a champion. I I I guess for me personally, um, it's incredibly empowering to be able to talk with members of the public, people you don't know, or talk at events about your own mental health. Because each time I do that, I feel stronger and stronger and stronger. So yesterday or the day before yesterday, I was in an event at a school and 700 people sort of coming to talk to us on our stand. And each time I engaged a conversation with someone, I said, you know, I'm a champion. I have lived experience of mental health issues. I had to take a year off work because I was very anxious. And you can see their kind of faces as, you, as they're listening to you. But actually each time you say that, you, it, I just feel more and more kind of stronger, I guess. Actually. So I, I often do these volunteering events because it makes me feel better. It's very empowering to, to repeat that. And um, one event, I've done a few events, public events sort of in shopping centres and supermarkets. The best event I've ever done, I think, was at Asda on Time to Talk Day in Taunton. And we were just positioned, you know, in the, outs, uh, as, in the entrance as people were coming in and out they all thought we wanted money from them but we didn't we just wanted to talk and my job was to engage members of the public as they were leaving or arriving and saying it's time to talk today uh, world mental health day would you like to chat to us about mental health and trying to engage people total strangers in those conversations was i think one of the best things i've ever done i don't think i've ever felt actually quite so useful i really felt i was in the right place at the right time and i could use all of me to kind of make a bit of a difference so i had incredible conversations um with with young men walking past in their 20s who said uh, we've never had talked to anyone like this this openly and um mums with their daughters talking about the daughter's mental health all incredibly kind of intimate conversations that just opened up because people were really up for talking about it so that's kind of wrapping in why I really enjoy being a champion as I kind of feel that it might be what I'm here for is to, 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 to start these conversations. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it was amazing, amazing. And at the school yesterday was the same. That that's, I mean, that's similar, similar story to Stephen really. I mean, you know, it's about starting conversations and, you know, having that validation that you are a time to change champion people uh, say feel safe to talk to you and uh, I've already mentioned the event I was at on Tuesday where basically I shared my story which I won't go into now but people were really interested and to see I started with what I do now so people could see that I you know I do so many wonderful things now but then I told them my story and they couldn't believe that I am where I am now despite having all those past experiences, mental health challenges, because sim similarly to Stephen, you know, I was, I was off work for nine months, about 10, 10 years ago now. Um, I, was, I wasn't even able to take my children to school on some days. I couldn't leave the house. I was so, I was so ill. Um, and, you know, when I, if, I, if I share that story with people, they, they don't believe that you're able to do all the things you can do now. So it, it gives people a little bit more hope I guess if they are struggling at the moment and um you know we've done events in in uh, the local shopping center haven't we Stephen we've done things together as well and time to talk day last month was was wonderful um you know really positive event lots of conversations happening um and um I've been on Radio Somerset talking about time to talk day last year and um 
yeah, done loads of really fun things. But then we made a film uh, with the, the Time to Change Champions. That was really good fun. We made a film, a video of several time champions talking. And one of the poems that I wrote about my experience of adverse childhood experiences was um, read that out and it was made into a film, which is really good to share with people because they can hear from other champions. I love what you touched on in the sense of um, like it gives people hope because I think it's only when you've lived through it that you can really help people and I think that's such I think that's such a lovely thing to share and I think that's what's so beautiful about being a champion is that you are just constantly showing hope to people and you're also showing that it's it's okay to also have bad days and I think that's what's so important that it's not about saying okay well as soon as you've had this amount of therapy you're gonna feel better all the time so I think that's what's so important that you're able to show both sides of that as somebody with lived experience um of mental health yeah I agree because I've struggled um I'll I'll, I'll you know I, I, I'll give a bit of a trigger warning here I've struggled the last month um we um had to say goodbye to a, a, a dear friend um who um completed suicide um in January and their, their children the same age as mine so that was really really hard to deal with um and also a neighbor um similarly um just a few days later so you know that but having those conversations those really really horrible challenging conversations is is a lot less stigmatizing when you've had these conversations lots of times with people and you know admitting that you are struggling you know you are finding that really hard to deal with um it feels a bit easier when you've when you have when you have these conversations regularly and you know and saying it's okay just to take you know just take yourself away and just process your thoughts and emotions um and and being able to have those skills to listen to people when they tell you those things it, it's that's that's what i find most valuable about being a champion is is being being taught and trained how to have these conversations and to hear and receive that information in a non-judgmental way firstly i'd be to offer my condolences um but i do completely agree with you in the sense of um i think because we talk about it a lot and we're quite open with each other and i feel like we have a good support network within our champions like you say, Anne, it just allows for you to be able to have those conversations more openly, which then again helps when you then have it in your own personal life or around you because you're able to support, aren't you, from that? Yeah. Yeah, and I just think it's, in, I, I just feel it's really important to dispel this myth of the fact that there are people who are okay and the people who are not okay. You know, mm. I, I think it's more interesting to think in terms of this kind of fluid capacity, this idea of the fact that, you know, at one moment I can be running something and the moment, next moment I can't. And I think that society or the world tries to box us into these different things of like, you've got a learning disability, you're neurodiverse, you run things, you're a producer, you're fine. And that's just not the truth. The truth of it is that all of us can go in and out of capacity at various times. And that's, I think that's a really interesting to kind of model to, to present. And I think it's confusing at first for people because they expect you to be, if you have mental health problems, they have all sorts of ideas of how you're supposed to look and supposed to sound. So I think it's quite exciting to confuse people and say, no, actually, I'm fine now but last week I, I, I couldn't get out of bed. And I think that's the truth of it, is that we, are, we can go in and out of these things. 
yeah and I, I'm, I'm really I'm really grateful that you know I, I'm, I work from home and you know yesterday I was feeling particularly exhausted and you know for various reasons so you know I just told my boss okay I'm, I'm not feeling 100% today so I'm just resting and I may go offline for a couple of hours just to have a rest but you know I'm, I'll still do my job but actually giving yourself permission to, to allow yourself to do that and say that and have those conversations you know in, in your workplace or, or with whoever saying I'm not, I don't feel okay today I'm, I'm gonna do some self-care and whatever form that takes but a I lot of people that... are scared to do that aren't they yeah Sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I think there's there's always room for improvement. I mean, I'm self-employed and I think I do find it frustrating, though. I do find that when I've I've had to pull out of a few projects in the last couple of years because I found them too demanding or too challenging. Just recently, I've decided not to do filming away from home or London. I leave that to somebody else. And, you know, everyone's very understanding of that. But actually, also, I there's part of me that's frustrated that I can't do that and frustrated I still feel I'm kind of missing out and I don't kind of know what to do about that I think there's understanding oh Stephen doesn't do that but actually I think the next part of the conversation was would be well how do we make it so that Stephen can do that and um you know that's I think that's there's there's yeah there's room for improvement definitely you know and I think it's often down to money as well because it's more expensive to, to provide facilities for someone who's much slightly more vulnerable. Um, they might need to be replaced at the last moment. Uh, I have difficulties with the accommodation I stay in. I'd like to be in a nice hotel with my own space. I don't want to be shoved somewhere else, all this kind of stuff. I'm kind of, that's my next challenge, I think, is to go, great, you're hearing me, but then how could we make it so that actually I could do the work? Well, that's interesting, Stephen, because um, we're talking about having these conversations and, and you know, experience of being a champion. Um, in my social prescribing role, I've had to commission um, some um, social prescribing activities uh, as well as, as share them, you know, talk about the value of social prescribing. And um, I was at the Southbank Centre last week talking about the, um, the project I'm working on at the social prescribing show with the National Academy of Social Prescribing. And um, an emergency doctor who is leading the National Academy of Social Prescribing's um, effort to, to share social prescribing globally so he's a very high profile you know very high functioning person you know in society you know emergency doctor he actually stood in front of the audience um of there was about 200 people in the at the, at the event and plus it was being live streamed across the world and he felt okay and safe to stand in front of everyone and saying if it hadn't been for social prescribing and the community support and you know these type of activities he would have quit medicine because he was burnt out. And for somebody in that position to say that, you know, that he needed the mental health support because he was finding it very so challenging to do his job during the pandemic and with everything else going on, I thought was a, a testament to the fact that we are having these more of these conversations. And in fact, the Open Mental Health Network, which in Somerset's won awards for connecting all our mental health services together. Um, they did a presentation as well about how they're thinking differently about supporting people with mental health. But the thought, the fact that we could have these conversations at a public event, at a conference, and somebody saying, yes, you know, my mental health suffered and I would have burnt out if I hadn't had the right support, I thought was wonderful. We're moving in the right direction. Mm. I would definitely agree. I think, like Stephen says, there is room for improvement. But I also think looking on how far we've come, it is just so to be celebrated. And I think 
like yesterday for instance like Stephen saying we spoke to 700 people well that like that's incredible and times talk day we had 100 people and you just think gosh that word goes out so quickly and even from the social media post of when you are putting these events on um like they're reaching thousands of people mm. and so it's it's just it's so testament to just having those conversations and it just you don't realize the scale of the people you're approaching and you're reaching so I think it's amazing that we are talking more um I just I know we've touched on the events and the fact that we've done supermarkets and time to talk day and I think it's kind of important to say that like we do try to attend events and we also host our own events don't we depending on kind of what is needed but I guess following on from what you've just said like why do you think it is important to talk about mental health well I I, um the experience you know the experience that I I see people having because I get a lot of feedback from the people who are coming on the social prescriber projects that I'm commissioning um one one participant said basically they've been they've been um prescribed to go to various talking therapy services or support services for their mental health but there was huge waiting lists and um you know the, the fact it is even if people are reaching out for for help and trying to find support through the system the fact that the fact of the matter is at the moment everyone's struggling with capacity and you know um quite a lot of people can't get the support they need right now so you know if we're if, if we're not talking about mental health and saying when we need support we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna be able to to help when we've got we've got a lot of young people who are needing mental health support at the moment and the company and the services can't cope with them and we need to be talking about this so people are, are feel okay to actually say we're not okay and we need some help yeah definitely and i think that's um what's so important but I also think that's what's so nice about having a network like this is that it's almost like we're kind of there for each other whilst waiting for support in a way sometimes aren't we because like we do have our meetings and and we have them each month so we and we always know that we've got each other to talk to so it's almost nice in that sense isn't it that we've got support from each other in a way yeah so following on from that, would you recommend being a champion to others? You want to go first, Stephen? Sure. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would really recommend becoming um, a champion for the Time to Connect project to other people who have lived experience of mental health difficulties. As I alluded to earlier, I personally, selfishly speaking, I found it very empowering. It's really, really helped me, um, you know, when I have to go into public and engage with people and talk about my own um my own experience is almost like coming out in a way coming out as someone who has lived experience of mental health is usually seen as a weakness so actually I come away from those events feeling very powerful and I, I have encouraged quite a few people who I know have had similar experience experiences with anxiety to consider signing up just from their own perspective and then of course the second layer of that is that you have potential to really help other people every conversation we have whether it's with work or with friends or with relatives if you Bring each time you bring it into the conversation, the area of mental health, it does help remove the stigma. It makes it something more comfortable. It's like talking about a broken arm. It's like talking about having a headache. You know, it's it's a mental health, it's a physical health thing. You know, and I think as a champion, you can really um, you can really do some good work in that area. Yes, so I would really encourage you to to think about it. 
yeah, yeah, I, I totally echo all your, your comments, Stephen. And as um, you know, I I talk about mental health in all my blog posts, in all my coaching work. Um, I edited the mind newsletter last month as a lived experience um expert. And um I would say it's you get more back than you actually give. So, you know, you may give some time to attend events or you may um you know have time to share information or to to talk to people but actually what you get back is that feeling of connection um feeling of being part of the community um knowing that that reducing the stigma for somebody else to talk about their mental health can actually help you reduce the stigma about talking about your own mental health like we like we spoke about earlier and you know obviously the most valuable thing as we've already touched on is it could save someone's life which um, that, that to me is, is the most precious thing. And, and there's a lot going on in the world at the moment. And, you know, um, the levels of anxiety are, are, are quite high. So we, 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 the more conversations we can have and the more people who can play their part in doing that, the better, I say. Yeah, and just reminded me of an interesting thing about if you're worried about volunteering or, or being a champion. As I was driving to the event at the school, I kind of, as a volunteer, I was wondering what my job really was on the day because I was a bit confused. I'm used to knowing what I'm doing when I'm working. And as a volunteer, often you arrive, you're not quite sure what the point of you is. And I just had this interesting image as I was driving to the school. Is it just that my presence was going to be useful, even if I maybe didn't even say anything, just being there was useful. And actually, if I wasn't there, and then if someone else wasn't there, if someone else wasn't there, there wouldn't be anyone in that room. So basically, just my humanity and my being and my body in that room is a kind of a contribution. And then anything else is kind of extra. And, and interestingly, um, Stephen, at, at this Social Prescribing show last week, we were talking about um, link workers. Um, obviously, link workers are health coaches that help people pres uh, prescribe them to various activities. And somebody said in the audience, we don't want you to be recruiting from the NHS website for these link workers. We want you to be out in the churches, in the in the in the places of worship, in the communities, in the schools, because those are the people that know their community best. You know, and we want we need as diverse, we need diversity in our champions, don't we? We need some mm. people from all all walks of life, all ages, um, you know, all all experiences as well. And the more people from those various diverse backgrounds who can become champions and actually start more conversations, the more people, we talk about underserved communities in, in, in the work that I do. And there are lots of people who don't, don't feel they're um, able to access support or don't feel that they, they, they deserve to access to support. So we need people in every community or in every area of community to become a champion, to, to, to talk to their own communities. Yeah, and I think diversity is a really important word. And, and I would say if you're a young person considering being a champion, yes, please, because I think, you know, I, I'm in my late 50s and a lot of the people are older who are champions. I, I think it would be great to have some younger people um, taking this up too. It would have been fantastic at the school yesterday. I think that's um, what is so important, what Anne's touching on, is having champions in each area because it's not necessarily... Um, about needing to come to our events or you can do these yourself like you can have these going in your own groups and and we can come and help you we can provide literature we can provide training so it's it's not necessarily a, you have to come to what we're doing 
but there is space for you to be able to be creative with becoming a champion and and you can have as much involvement or as little involvement and like you two are both saying now and you've been on the radio Stephen you've been face to face and obviously you've also been face to face but there's there's different roles of which you can do whilst being a champion and if you love being on podcast then you can be on podcast and I think that's what's amazing with it is you can be creative and um what's the word you can be creative and kind of I'd, I'd say you can weave it into what you're doing already because yeah you know, I um, agree. with the like with tomorrow for example I'm going to be supporting wordplay which is a spoken word poetry um course that supports people's mental health um and you know I, I'm there as a support person to you know the poets are doing their thing um you know and I'm there to support people as, a, as, a, as an additional support there to support people with their with their well-being um and in there I run a monthly support group for self-employed mums um and we meet up once a month for coffee and cake and we do talk about business stuff but the primary aim of that group is to support women who are juggling being self-employed and having and, and running their families and looking after their families and every time we meet, we always have conversations about our mental health. So I'm being a champion every month doing that, doing something I'll be doing anyway. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think if you're already doing something, absolutely use it. If you have a village and you have a coffee morning in the village, then absolutely that would be a place to do it. Like you said about churches, if you work in a gym, that anywhere and everywhere we can support you however it's gonna work best for you and I think that's like you're saying Anne it's just about having these conversations and and you're already a champion if you're willing to have these conversations you're already a champion so why not have the support network around you mm. I don't know if either of you want to add anything else to that bit I, I the only thing I'd add is one of the biggest things that affected people's mental health is that I, I can see at the moment is isolation and loneliness and yeah. um you know even just checking in with somebody you haven't seen for a while and you know we we the time to change campaign said ask twice so you know if you could just you know my daughter was on the bus coming home from school yesterday and she was recounting a, a story of four women on that bus and each one of them said they lived on their own they didn't have any family you know they didn't see anybody and she was sort of half a teenager half joking about the conversation these ladies were sharing quite a lot of information on this in this bus that could have been the only time they speak to somebody all day or all week yeah so, absolutely. you know and and I used to run an action for happiness uh online group I've had to step back from that to protect my own you know um energies but every month I'd speak to somebody we just hold space for them and people would say you know I'm lonely I, I feel isolated because I live on my own and that is the biggest thing you know just having a conversation can 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 just really boost somebody and and it, you know it's easy to, it's easy to listen isn't it it's, it's quite it's quite you know, it doesn't mm. doesn't cost you anything apart from your time absolutely um so i know we've just mentioned um time to change so it, it feels like a good point to say that time to change used to be a national campaign um and it's it lost its national campaign. So we've now become local hubs. And so we are now called Time to Connect. Um, and we still work closely with the other hubs, 
but we are now standalone Somerset hub. So we can kind of cater and, and mold time to connect to how we would like it to be. So we can use, still use um, campaigns like the Ask Twice, that type of thing. We can still use that type of idea, but we're now in a really good position and a really exciting position that we're able to mold time to connect really into what's going to best benefit Somerset. So it's a very exciting time and it's a really good time to get involved with becoming a champion because we're all kind of at that starting point really, aren't we? So that's lovely. Um, so and kind we, of going, oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry I didn't interrupt. And also we have the Open Mental Health Network, which is groundbreaking in Somerset too. So, you know, we can connect into that. And I think we're, I think we don't appreciate how lucky we are in Somerset that we've got this forward thinking approach to supporting mental health. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, so open mental health, you touched on it earlier, didn't you? And in the sense mm. of it's when we say it's all the mental health organisations meeting up, it's clinical and um, voluntary sectors. And so there's, they, they have actually got a new website out at the moment. Um, so you can look it up and find out all the services that are underneath it. But it's a open door policy in the sense of you can go in one door and get the support that's needed for you. And it, like you say, Anne, it's amazing that we've got that in Somerset. We're very fortunate. Um, so from that, as a champion um, under Time to Connect now, what are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to doing? What are you hoping the outcomes will be? That type of thing. Well, as a, as a champion, I'm looking forward to being used more. I mean, I love it when I get an email saying this is coming up. You can do this, this and this and this. And, you know, obviously we're very busy and I'm, I'm making films. I'm running a business as well. So I can't put all the time that I want into. But I like having a very specific event I can go to. So I say use me, send me to supermarkets, send me to events, put me in the street talking to members of the public. That's how I best feel that I can help the project. And as someone said to me once, it doesn't, you know, you can do a little bit or a lot. It's really, really up to you. And I often used to worry that as a champion, I wasn't doing enough. And someone said, just do what you can. That's good. And I would say that to other champions or people considering that it's not a doesn't have to be a major commitment. You can just do little bits. But oh yeah, I'm looking forward to being used more. And that's a funny expression. I think it's because the thing at ASDA I did in the school yesterday, I just felt I was useful. So I want more experiences like that. So I would say to kind of time to connect, um, use me. <laughs> <laughs> I think you can quote that, Brooke. I think that should be quoted. Use me, I think use me. That's going to be my slogan moving forward. <laughs> I'm a champion. Careful use what you me. wish for. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you'll be on everything now, Stephen. Mm -hmm. Well, to be fair, Brooke, after after the time to talk day cowboy hat incident with the um the laughter yoga being on local ITV news, <laughs> I don't know what else we can, where else we can go really. Um, <laughs> that was a bit embarrassing to be fair, but uh, no, good fun. Um, yeah, I'm I'm obviously I'm in in a wonderful position now where you know the, the social prescribing work that I've been doing. I've got a lot of films that we've been making. Um, so funnily enough, Stephen, um, sorry we didn't use you, but um. <laughs> Now <laughs> um, yeah, we've got a lot of uh, films that that basically are showing the benefits of all the stuff we've been doing. We've actually been working with the 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 Wellington Mind Art Group, actually. So that's one of the groups we've been working with. And um, you know, as a time to, as a time to connect champion now, you know, it's it's I'd love to be able to share all these wonderful things that we've been doing last year and actually 
use those to start more mental health conversations and say look we and then and they've been and the whole all the activities i've been supporting have been about connection it's been connection with nature connection with creativity connection with your community and everyone who's been on them that the feedback i've received is about it wasn't the activity they were doing it was having a cup of tea and chatting to people that was the most beneficial to their well-being mm. so these conversations are really vital and i I'd start conversations with anybody. So yeah, I'm happy to be used in any way possible to. <laughs> it's definitely <laughs> gonna be the ongoing slogan, I can tell. <laughs> but no, I think, yeah, I think it's amazing and I'm really excited to see what we get up to. We've got a few events in the pipeline at the moment, so that's exciting. And um yeah, no, I just well, I thank you both for what you do and I I'm really excited to see what we get up to in the future. So if anyone would like to know more, then you can find us on our social media handles that will be in the link below. Um, and you can self-refer online or you can message the email address, but I'll put all that information below and you can talk to us directly and find out a bit more about becoming a champion and see if it's something that might interest you. But thank you, Stephen and Anne, for coming on and for well giving your time up to talk about it so i really appreciate it and thank you thank you very much thank you so much brooke and i can't wait to see what time to connect gets up to next
Thank you for listening. If you have found anything in this episode hard to hear and you would like to talk about it, my line's number is 01823-276-892 and they are open 24-7 for emotional support.